We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.
Battle-ready prayer. Praises be to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I give thanks for a mind to pray, a heart to seek your face, and authority to bring my members into subjection. I thank you for this moment and the opportunity that each day brings. I know that each day is special, and I am empowered with unlimited potential. There are no ceilings on my life, obstacles that cannot be overcome, or barriers that can stand in my way. In fact, this is the greatest day of my life, and I am free to exercise all of the gifts and talents you have blessed me with. My hopes and dreams can manifest today, and I approach this moment with great expectation for miracles, breakthrough, and deliverance. I stand before you, Lord, naked, offering no excuses or justifications for my shortcomings and weaknesses. I come, Lord, seeking your standard and not those of men. I pray that you will forgive me my sins, known and unknown. Forgive every thought, deed, action, motive, or intent of my heart that is not lined up with your word, your will, or your calling and purpose for my life. Please forgive secret faults and uproot any seed of discontent that has been planted in my life. Forgive me, Lord, if I have held back the tide, and give me a heart to restore every person that I have wronged. Just as you forgive me, I forgive those that have wronged me, and I let go of any art, bitterness, or ill will that I have held in my heart. I will not allow sin and bitterness to cut off the flow of blessings into my life. I repent right now in the name of Jesus, and I receive the power of the blood to cleanse me from all iniquity. I come before you, Lord, with a heart that is after your own, and a mind that has stayed on you. I thank you, Lord, for saving me from myself and the consequences of sin. I surrender, Lord, and give you total and complete reign over my life. I willingly submit to you in thanksgiving and praise. I thank you, Lord, for the relationship and fellowship that you have allowed me to share with you. I thank you for every moment, prayer, word, and opportunity to gain revelation and understanding concerning you. Forgive me for the times I have taken you for granted or moments where I have allowed my focus and discipline to slip. I choose you, Lord, and all of your benefits and denounce all ties and fellowship with the world. I have no place in the world and denounce everything that it offers. You have given me a choice, Lord, 
and I choose to be in covenant with you. I have crossed the line of no return, and I will not look back. Each day I am getting more and more like you and growing further and further from this world. My reality in Christ is more real than what my natural eyes behold, and I know that you are not a million miles away. You are right here with me every step of the way. I will have confidence in you, Lord, concerning every situation I face, every decision I make, and every temptation in my path. Give me an ear, Lord, to hear your instruction, eyes that will not be deceived, and a heart that will remain faithful. My life has been built on the foundation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You died on the cross for my sins and your blood was shed for me. I exercise total faith and confidence in my belief that death was powerless to hold you in the grave and that you rose again and resurrected every dead thing. I receive your resurrection power and declare that there is no dead thing in my life. I speak life in all things pertaining to me. Even now, Lord, I pray that you will breathe life into my relationships, my home, my dreams, my career, and my calling and purpose. Let there be no cracks in my foundation and restore every bone that has been broken. I pray, Lord, that dead branches be pruned for me and my harvest bear much fruit. I offer no resistance and pray that all ungodly distractions be pruned for me, whether they are people, unhealthy relationships, environments, dead situations, ungodly influences, or anything that is not expedient for me. I distance myself right now from every dead thing and release them from my life in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I have inherited life through your sacrifice, forgiveness for my sins through your blood, revelation through your word, and I have been empowered by your spirit. I take precious time, Lord, to fully grasp and consider what my relationship with you means. Help me to never lose sight of the fact that I have an adversary that must be fought each day. My adversary is the world and Satan who is the prince of this world. The world around me is not my home and each day it becomes more a reflection of Satan, its prince. I am not ignorant to Satan's devices and I understand that the world is designed for my destruction. The allurement of pleasure and the temptations that cross my eyes are for the purpose of robbing me of everything I have inherited through Christ. Every trap, every lust, and the pride that is in the world are set against me on all sides. The hope that I have is in patiently walking according to your word and staying firm to the covenant I have made with you. The world cannot strip me of my authority, but I can hand it over. I will not be deceived by what I see, hear, or how I feel. If it is not of God, then it is for my destruction. Help me, Lord, to see the spirit behind the temptation. The word tells me that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I rebuke and bind every influence that seeks to draw me away from you. For it is nothing more than a gateway to hell and will rob me of my eternal destiny. Father, I know you are able to do all things and there is nothing that is impossible for you. Right now, Lord, I remember my first love and I am prepared today to exercise faith in the light of circumstances. Sacrifice my own wants and desires in order to embrace yours. Stand on the word of God, even if it causes me to be peculiar. Deny my flesh and feelings regardless of the temptation and not make decisions based on what I see or think. I will forget about the past and press towards the mark. I will walk as a prophet of God, put my head up, and if somebody is there to encourage me, then I will encourage myself. I will not be ashamed to follow the examples of Christ, even in the face of persecution. To think differently in the light of the negative labels and slander I may endure. Nor will I be afraid to take a stand in the minority, even if it seems as if the whole world is standing against me. I am willing to abstain when others are eager to participate, to speak out when my words may cause me to be ostracized, 
and to believe the Bible even when it is the unpopular thing to do. In other words, I am prepared to live like Jesus. I release my faith right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever situation I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, and regardless of what odds are against me, I will be steadfast and unmovable. I am an elite company and encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses. The words of this prayer will comfort me, build up my spirit, man, and encourage me in the way. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down Satan and his forces of darkness from any involvement, activity, or distractions in this prayer. I commission my angels to come against every thought, feeling, influence, and hindrance that is set against me. I stand in the gap for my family and friends and pursue the Lord with all of my heart. Even as I hear the words of this prayer, my body is regenerating itself. My body is preparing itself for another productive day. My body is developing according to your plan, and health is being released in all of my organs, tissue, bones, bodily systems, veins, arteries, and muscle. My brain is processing the information consistent with your word and filtering out everything that is not of you. My heart is being protected from all ungodly influences, and my innocence is being guarded. I have and will always have a sound mind that is saturated in your word. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke evil spirits from attaching to me in any way, shape, or form. They have no place, familiarity, or invitation in my life. They do not enter into my eyes, my ears, my mind, or my heart. My spirit, man, has victory over them all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and cast down and break all generational curses. I decree by the blood of the Lamb and the power given to me as joint heir with Jesus Christ that I will not be the victim of physical, mental, or emotional abuse, nor will I have, serve, or entertain idols or false gods. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I decree that I am not a covenant breaker, and my yea is yea and my nay is nay. I pray, Lord, that you protect me from all hurt, harm, pain, and danger, and those that mean me ill will. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have the patience of Job, the meekness of Moses, the heart of David, the favor of Joseph, the ear of Samuel, the courage of Joshua, the wisdom of Daniel, the zeal of Peter, the love of John, the faithfulness of Abraham, and the boldness of Paul. I abide in the fruits of the Spirit all the days of my life, and even now these fruits are growing in me. Lord, help me to be a person of great faith, consistent in good deeds, and a constant encourager. I will continue to love you with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and to love my neighbor as myself. In the name of Jesus and the power of your blood, I pray, Lord, that you are first in everything that I do, and I have no priority greater than you all the days of my life. I am eternally connected to you and have an expectation in heaven. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that my face be before the Lord always and that your angels encamp around me and deliver me. Order my steps in the word and design my days according to your will. The Lord touches my mouth and puts his words in it. Lord, I will go wherever you send me and speak whatever you give me to speak. I am not afraid of their faces because your sword protects me at all times. Father, you are my sustainer, my provider, my comforter, my guide, my strength, and most of all, my friend. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I equip myself right now with the whole armor of God that I am covered from head to toe in every aspect of my life. There should be no parts of my life that are exposed on the inside or out, but all should be covered by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have been redeemed from all traces of poverty, and I rebuke and bind a poverty spirit. You supply all of my needs, and I am blessed all the days of my life. 
In the name of Jesus, I speak abundant harvest in my life. My bank accounts are overflowing and my barns are full. The blessings of the Lord overtake and pursue me all the days of my life. I speak financial security and wholeness over my family and the perfect will of God in my life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I rebuke, bind, and curse the spirit of death. I shall not see untimely death, nor shall death have any hold over me. I shall fulfill all of my days, months, hours, years, minutes, and seconds. I have divine order in my life, and death has no grip on me. A thousand shall fall by my side, and ten thousand by my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, my feet are shod with the gospel of peace. Peace rests upon me and covers my mind and heart. I have peace in the midst of storms, chaos, and confusion. Your peace comforts me in times of trial and sustains me from being weary. It surpasses all understanding, rendering logic helpless, and my faith sustains me. Father, you are an awesome God. You are not a million miles away, but right here with me each and every day. You walk with me, talk with me, and guide me every step of the way. You love me, and I rest in you, and I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I have been empowered with the sword of the Spirit, and I have authority over all power of Satan. I rejoice and celebrate that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The sword of the Lord shall never depart from me, and I speak boldness into my spirit. I rebuke, bind, and cast down the spirit of fear. You have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When I walk through the waters, you are with me. When I go through the rivers, you help me. And when I pass through the fire, the flame does not kindle upon me. You have set your love upon me, and you protect me all the days of my life. The hedge of protection rests on me, and your fire shall be in my spirit. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, the shield of faith is an extension of my arm. My faith shall not fail me, and I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you said it, then I know that you will do it. You shall not withhold any good thing from me, and you are able to perform your word in my life. I fortify my faith by releasing the promises of God into my life. Every word you have spoken concerning my destiny shall be established and come to pass and my enemies shall not prevail against me. In the name of Jesus, I pray over my marriage. I pray that my marriage will continue to be everything that the word of God called it to be. My marriage shall be built on faithfulness, trust, loyalty, and a mutual love of God. You shall be the head of my house, at the center of everything we do, and the word of God shall be the binding and final authority in all matters. I am God's ambassador in my house, and I shall cover my spouse all the days of my life through my word, examples, character, and deeds. My marriage is blessed and washed in the blood and shall weather any challenges that arise against it. Our love continues to grow stronger each day as the Lord allows us to see more of him in one another. If I am single, then I confess total contentment within myself, wholeness in my life, patience to wait on God and security in Christ. I am a person of high self-esteem and significant value to the kingdom. I will not compromise my covenant with God nor will I allow fear to cause me to operate in the fleshly realm. I exercise complete and total control over my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I do not leave any doors open for Satan to sneak in. I understand that every relationship is not for me. Every person does not have my best interests. All that glitters isn't gold, and every sugary thing is not sweet. In the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted by counterfeits and wolves in sheep's clothing. I will not lower my biblical expectations nor will I give in to the pressures of the world. I have total confidence in God and the plan that he has for my life. In the name of Jesus, I surrender my children to you, Lord. 
and trust you to impart me with the ability and wisdom to raise them in the fear of the Lord. I make a commitment to my children to openly receive the instruction in your word on how to raise them, love them, and properly present them before you at that day. I pray that your calling and purpose will be fulfilled in them and ask that you guide and direct me in all matters concerning them. I shall be careful to represent you before them in everything that I say or do. I commit to live holy before them and set godly examples for them to follow. I shall not be a hypocrite and I shall practice what I preach. I shall be a provider and protector for them and make whatever sacrifices are necessary to ensure them a wonderful life. I shall fight to preserve their innocence and protect them from the brainwashing of the world. My expectation in them shall come to pass and the blessings set out in your words shall be established in them. My children shall see you in everything that I say and do. In the name of Jesus, I seal my soul to the words of this covenant, that it is the declaration of my heart, that every word be lined up with the perfect will of God and line by line with his understanding. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be the final arbitrator of my mind and heart and that this covenant be in all ways pleasing in the sight of God. I thank you, Lord, that you love me and that you hear me. I thank you, Lord, for a mind to share intimate fellowship with you. I thank you that these words shall be established in my heart and mind, that they shall be a part of me and guide and direct my paths at all times. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this second chance. I look forward to your return, and I know that nothing that I have done or sacrificed has been in vain. Thank you for this life, who I am in Christ, and for all blessings you have bestowed upon me. Amen. Amen. And good evening, and we thank you for joining us right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. This is another great, uh, great evening. Great evening. Yes, it is. It's time for us to uh, get together and praise our Heavenly Father again. It's where two or more get together in my name. Mother St. McCoy, I am in the midst. And here we are That's again. Right. Here we are again. That's right. We get ready to dig into the Bible as we love to do. We love the Word. This is called The Choices We Make. The Choices We We're Make. We're going to be talking about the choices we make. Yes. We're going to go to, in the Old Testament, Joshua 24 and verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, have you ever noticed that life is full of choices? In fact, one could argue that in many ways, what we do all day from the moment we get up until we go to bed is make a choice. We make so many choices that often we don't even think about them. We just make them. That's true. That's where we get in trouble. We don't <laughs> exactly. Think. We don't even think about. It. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do this. Oh, let's go do that. And we just just do it. So some choices are simple, and even become a routine, like getting up, brushing your teeth, <laughs> while others are life are life changing and have eternal consequences, not only for us but even for our own families. Right. So that's. 
those are the choices we should stop and think. And we better think about before we make that choice. And that's the time you need to pray and ask God to help you make that choice. And give you the right choice when you involve somebody else and it involves someone else. You should pray on whether you should make that choice or let God show you the right choice. Because now you're involving someone else. And when you involve someone else, you should never take up on yourself. Take it lightly of making a choice. Right, of making that choice. See, um, how crucial that we think through our choices, especially the big ones, the ones that can impact us and our families for the rest of not only our own lives, but our family members' lives as well. So how many of us, to this day, regret choices we have made? How many, to this day, live with the wreckage from wrong choices made long ago? Fortunately, there is forgiveness, there is redemption, and there is healing, even for the worst of decisions. Praise God for that, because every one of us have made choices that we have regretted from years ago. But because of Christ, we have healing, we have redemption, we have forgiveness. Yes, that's the purpose of the cross. That's, amen. That's the purpose, that's of, the the purpose of the cross. If the cross had been there, we would have this right. That's why Jesus sent his son. That's so right. we, we would have this right for repentance. Like we have the life mm-hmm. for forgiveness. The cross is a wonderful thing. It's like that song say, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. That's right, when we first saw the light. And that cross is a beautiful thing, even though there was a price that had to be paid that we did That's not want to see. That's right. That, but it had to be paid for you and I. Amen. So, free will and free choices. Well, some Christians believe that God has chosen, even before a person was born, whether or not that person will be saved. That is, those who in the end are lost eternally are lost because of God. Well, in his wisdom, this theologian claims made that choice for this person to be lost, which means then that regardless of their choices, that person will be condemned. Uh, we know that's not true because no. everybody has a choice, a free will well, to you know, choose. God said, I came to give you life. And give it you, to you more abundantly. Right. You make your choice to be lost, not God. In other words, it's not one saved, always saved either. That's right. So, you have a choice to choose to be obedient to God's word and make that choice and make it in, or you have a choice to do your will. Exactly. So, what do these verses, we're going to go to these verses and see what it tells us about being chosen by God and when when we were chosen. We're going to go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter... uh, one. 
Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 1 through 4. Paul, an apostle, he the special messenger of Christ Jesus, which is the Messiah, by the divine will, the purpose, and the choice of God to the saints, the consecrated set-apart ones, as Ephesus, who are also faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. May grace, God's unmerited favor, and spiritual peace, which means peace with God and harmony, unity, and undisturbedness, be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. 3. May blessings, praise, and unity be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual gift, I mean, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. Even as in his love, he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, consecrated, set apart for him, and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him and love. You see, that's Ephesians. We're going to go also to Titus, because in, in this one, he said he chose us out for himself. That's Ephesians. So we're going to go to Titus now. All right. Titus chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. There is Titus. T-I-T-U-S. I am going to look at it there. Right there. Right there. Chapter 1. 1 and 2. Paul, a bond servant of God and an apostle, a special messenger of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to stimulate and promote the faith of God's chosen ones and to lead them on to accurate discernment and recognition of an acquaintance with the truth which belongs to and harmonized with and tends to godliness and resting in the hope of eternal life life which the ever truthful God who cannot deceive promised before the world for the ages of time began so again what did Christ do in the hope of eternal life which was made certain before eternal time by the word of God who is ever true. So again, the Lord is telling us he has already chosen us to be. We're going to go to 2 Timothy now. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8 and 9. Do not blush or be ashamed then to testify to and for our Lord, nor of me a prisoner for his sake, but with me take your share of the suffering to which the preaching of the gospel may expose you, and do it in the power of God. For it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself, holy and lead to holiness, to a life of consecration, a vocation of holiness, he did it not because of anything of merit that we have done, 
but because of and to further his own purpose and grace, unmerited favor, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So what is he saying? God chose us. He gave it to us. It's nothing of what we've done. Is what Christ Jesus done for us on the cross. On the cross. We don't right. deserve it, but he loves us enough. He chose Jesus to die for us so we can be saved. That's right. He did it all on the cross. He sent his son to the cross for us so we would have the right to salvation. We would have the right to repent. We would have the right for believing. For eternal life. For eternal life. It was all for us. Yeah, because he died on the cross. But however good news this is, some people will still be lost. We're going to look in Matthew chapter Then he will say to those at his left hand, Be gone from me, you cursed, into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. See, and that's because, though God has chosen us all, he has given humans a most sacred gift, and that is free will, free choice. Yeah, because God chose us, so we won't choose him. Exactly. See, that's the thing. We have already been chosen. Because the cross did that. But we won't choose him. That's right. You give us a choice. See, because there's, there's a choice. There's a will. We have been chosen. But we won't use our will to choose him back. You got to choose him back. You already chose us. You know, that's like playing uh, tag. Right. I tag you, but yeah. you won't tag you won't tag me <laughs> back. And I'm saying, hey, here I am, here I am, over here. That's but you won't you. tag them. But you won't tag them. You don't even me see them. You back. just keep going. You just keep. That's right. And wow. so we have to we have to tag Jesus back so he can receive us. He made the way. He made the way. He made the way. But we just keep jumping off the wagon. Jump every time. We're going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22, 35 and 37. And one of their number, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which kind of commandment is great and important? In the law, some commandments are light, which are heavy. And he replied to him, You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. See, the Lord does not force us to love him. Love, in order to be loved, has to be freely given. So in many ways, one could argue that the Bible is the story of God reaching out to lost human beings and seeking without coercion to win their hearts to himself. This reality can be best seen in the life and ministry of Jesus and how people, using their free will, reacted to him. Some were drawn to him 
and others wanted him dead. They wanted him dead, yes, because they did not, they did not accept him for who he was. Exactly. They did not believe who he was. They did not believe that he was who he was. They did not believe that he was what? Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Right, that he was the Messiah. They didn't believe that. And as then, today, we have some, we have some the same way. Well, if he you doubt well, if he was God, why did he let this happen? If he was God, why he let babies die? If he was God, why he let God is not doing it sin. We we sin. Sin is doing it. God and God is not letting sin. Prophecy has to fulfill sin in the cause of uh, prophecy fulfilling. God is not letting anything happen. God is going to stop it. Exactly. He is allowing this so because we have what? Free will. See, God has chosen us for salvation. But in the end, we have to make the choice to accept the salvation. That's right. God is God don't cause abortion. God doesn't cause cancer. We do. No. We smoke, we drink, we do drugs, we do all these other things that bring about cancer upon our children, upon ourselves, upon our lives. God doesn't do these things. God tell you how to live, he tell you what to eat, he tell you what not to eat, and we do not listen. And then we want to blame God for the consequences. Exactly, because the choice to serve the Lord is by far the most consequential for us and for those who are impacted, such as our immediate family, by our life and the choices that we make in it. And see, we have to remember that as we make choices, no matter if it's good or if it's evil, it's going to always impact somebody else. That's true. And when it involves someone else, then it, it causes more sin. Yes. And there's more sin on it's top like of that. It's like a domino effect. That's right. So did God cause it? No. You caused it. Or I caused it. Because the God. life we live, we're either going to bless somebody or, or curse, curse somebody. somebody. Now, we don't want to believe that. Then we want to say, God, why did you let this happen? Well... God didn't tell you to build whatever that man's wife and get caught and get shot. Right. You did it. God said, do not commit adultery. You ignored that. That's right. God said, thou should not steal. You ignored that. That's so not stole what that neighbor had. That's right. You stole, got caught, got shot. So let's not blame God for our choices. Because sometimes God step in the way so you don't get the full results of what you should get. That's correct. We we blame God for so much that the devil stands back and shakes his head Mm and says, what a shame. Y'all blame God for things that make me shake my head. Exactly. (laughs) Because we do what we want to do. And when things go wrong, we want to blame Jesus Christ. When we say, oh, his Ten Commandments, we're not under the law no not more. The, the Ten Commandments don't, is not for us. We're under what? Grace. Grace. 
Well, act like you're in the grace. Don't do them things then. You're Stop under, doing them. In other words, what you're saying is you're under grace until you break the law. There you go. Just and like you're under grace when you go to the stop sign and do what they, the law tells you to do, to do. Yeah. But when you go right. past the stop sign without stopping, you are under the law, the law. of man. And if you think you're not under the law, let a police officer catch you running that stop sign and see if you get a ticket. You can haul all you want to. I ain't under the law. I didn't break no law. He's going to write you a ticket anyway. And, he, and if you be kind and be nice, he might even give you grace. He might. Amen. All right, I'll let you move on. He might even started. give you grace. Yeah. So we all know very well the importance of the choices we make. We all know, too, how wrong choices can very negatively impact our lives and the lives of others. The question is, how can we know how to make the right choices? Well, we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. All right, you're going to turn that on. Okay, right there. 5.17. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is an amplified version. Be unceasing in prayer. Pray perseveringly. So keep on praying. Keep on praying. That's how you Continue know. Continue in prayer. You, you, you know how to make the right one when you ask God to, to tell you which way to go. Don't don't mean to your own understanding right. otherwise. Don't mean to what your little your little pea brain tells you. <laughs> little small brain. Ask God, Lord, what must I do here? That's right. I'm at, I'm, I'm at the wire here. I'm at, I'm at a crossroad. I'm at the crossroad here, Lord. Which way should I go? Don't use your little small brain, cause, cause you know, cause you know, we got this PhD, so we don't need God. I got my PhD. I can lean on my big PhD. I ain't gonna ask God nothing, cause I got it going on. Yeah, I'm gonna lean on it. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about it, cause that's the way we are. Yeah. We go to school and get something, we throw God out the picture. That's right. That's why he tell you we're gonna go to James chapter one. We'll go away. Uh huh. James. James chapter one, okay. James chapter one and verse five. Well you already beat me that, didn't you? <laughs> All right, I got James, you. James. Right there. Chapter one and verse five. Okay. And the Lord say, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giver, the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given him. Mm. So he asked, he tells you to ask him for wisdom. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. He will give it to you. Don't, don't think that you're wiser than God. I, I, I know I don't have to ask God. I've had some people say, don't tell me nothing. I've been to school. I had two years of, of Bible school. Mm -hmm. Really? Two years? Is that all you had? Well, you had 20 years. Yeah. You still don't know everything about the world. That's right. That's not a wise man or a wise woman. 
a wise person will always listen regardless of what they have. Listen to good counsel. Uh oh, yeah. So we're going to go to the Old Testament. Okay. So again, you ask God for wisdom. Mm. We're going to Isaiah okay. chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Oh, we got to go up there. Isaiah. If you are willing and obedient, you should eat the good of the land. Mm. Again, obedience is another key. That's the number one key. Asking God for wisdom, staying in prayer. Those are decisions that you make. That's how you know to make the right decision. When you're obedient, you stay in prayer, wisdom. You'll go to uh, Matthew in the New Testament, chapter 7. 24, 7, 7 24, 24, and 25. All right. 24, 25. Let it go. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. Mm. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. That's Jesus right. is the rock. Yeah. So everyone who hears these words and you do God's will, do obey them, then you're a wise man. That's right. Yeah, wise man said, yeah, wise man, it will be like a fool, foolish man who makes his house on sand. On sand. Mm. Ooh, on sand. Wow. I mean, you didn't build it up on a rock. You build it up on sand. You build it on your own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you lead to your own understanding. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go in the Old Testament. Okay, we're, we're going go back to the Psalms. Old. Old Testament. Okay. And go to Psalms. Psalms, okay, here we go. You just missed it. Uh, I just missed it Psalms right there. chapter 119. And we're going to 105. 119-105. 105. Okay. In other words, what the Lord is saying here. Okay. Your word is a lamp to my feet and the light to my path. So as we obey God's word, it tells us which way to go because it's a light. That's right. And it's a lamp. You got a lamp with a light and it, you, it marks out and lets you see where you're going. That's right. It shines can, over the way so you can oh, see. Yeah. It shines over the way. This is which way I go. Yeah. It's just like your car, car light. It shines over the highway so you can see how you're going down the highway. That's right. Well, that's what God likes. It's a light onto your feet and it shines over the pathway Amen. so you can see which way you're going. So, in every important decision we make, how crucial that we go to the Lord in prayer and that we make sure 
our choice will not lead us to violate God's law in any way. Mm. And that's what we got to understand. We're going to go, we're going to play a song. We're going to take a break. But we want you to keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour.
All right. We just want to thank you for joining us right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Things. And this is your first time joining us. We are talking about the choices we make. That's right, choices and, we make. And we we talked about prayer, asking God for wisdom, you know, being obedient unto his word. And we're gonna to go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Every scripture is God breathed, given by his inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error, and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness and holy living in conformity to God's will and thought purpose, and action. So Amen. there you go. Amen. Amen that's that. the word. The word that's does the word. that. That's the word. And that's why we make sure our choices will not lead us to violate God's law in any way, or even the principle in his word. So how crucial that we trust in God, that we surrender our choices to him. That is, we must pray that the choices we make will glorify Him, and that we are ready to surrender our own desires if they go against His plans in our lives. That now, means, that's what we don't that's do. Right. That means we must pray and wait for answer. Yes. Because if we, we can, we can right. mess around and think God and answer and still leave our own understanding. Mm. See, because we have to wait, wait on God, because He do it on His time, not yours, not mine. And See, a lot of times, when He give us the answer, it may not be what we want to hear. That's and, true. You know, I I I realize that in my own life, I'm like, Lord, are you you really telling me to do this? And I thought I need to be doing that, but He telling you no. This is what you need to be doing. And that's why we got to surrender our plans and our desires to him. Well, I mean, like you told Abraham, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Abraham. Go. Go. Take thy son and put him up or what? Up there as a sacrifice. And Abraham did not think not one time. He, he took, did, he, he went. Now, he didn't even tell his wife because he knew one thing if he tell his wife, that's going to be the day. <laughs> so he didn't tell nobody. He just told his, his servant to get the, get the donkey ready and get everything ready for the next morning. So, and that's it. He didn't tell nobody because he knew that would be a debate, an argument with somebody. So he just, he just went and, uh, and uh, got everything ready like he was supposed to. And uh, 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 right. and took him on up to the mountaintop. Exactly. He, he did not argue with God. That's sometimes that's what we have to do. And they told the blind man to wash his eyes into the dirty river. Yeah. You know, sometimes we got we can't not argue. Just do. Just do it. Just follow the instruction of our heavenly Father. They may not always understand why. But he said, be obedient and do, and I will. There you go. That's right. And that's, and that's doing it because we are obedient, 
And we have the faith that God's promises that he said he's going to do what he's going to do. That, that, it's, going to, it's going to be for our, our best. It's always, always for our best. best. So many times, too, wise counselors can be great help as we seek to make choices. In the end, we can have great assurance knowing that God loves and wants what's best for us. And that if we, in faith, humility, surrender our lives to him, we can move ahead in faith on the choices we make. That's right. That's right. Amen. See, and that is true. So one of the most important choices we'll ever make is our friends. Uh, amen. Most of the time, we don't set out to make friends. Often, friendships simply develop naturally as we spend time with people who enjoy some of the same things we do. That's correct. So what principles in choosing friends do we find in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. We're going to go to the Old Testament. Proverbs. Yeah, we got to check that out. Mm-hmm. 12. Proverbs 12. And verse 26. 26. Let's find that out. Let's see what we're talking about here. <laughs> okay. So, the consistently righteous man is a guide to his neighbor. But the way of the wicked caused others to go astray. Yes. So we're going to go also in Proverbs. And it'd be Proverbs 17. Verse 17. 17, 17. 17, 17. All right. A friend loves at all times and is born as is a brother. For adversity. So a friend loves at all times. Yes, a friend. That's how you choose a friend. That's right. A friend loves at all times and becomes a brother in times of trouble. That's correct. That's what it says in Proverbs 17. Like you said, in times of adversity. That's That's correct. That's right. And we're going to go to Proverbs 18 in verse 24. All right, 24. The man of many friends, a friend of all the world, will prove himself a bad friend. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's Jesus Christ himself. That's right. That's Jesus Christ himself. That's, that's what we're talking about. He sticks closer than a brother. Never let you down. Always with you. He will carry you when you can't carry yourself. Amen. That's Jesus Christ. So, that says that we want to have friends. We must be friendly. Yes. Sometimes people find themselves alone, but their most negative attitude is what drives others away. Yeah, that's drive friends away. Drive, I mean, if you want friends, you got to be friendly. Show yourself friendly. Show yourself mm-hmm. friendly. If you want friends, you got to show yourself love. You got to show that love in you. You know, you, you can't be uh, ugly and expect to have a friend. Who wants to be a friend of somebody that's all frowned up in the face <laughs> and, and, and 
looking all mean, like you want to pull on your box. And negative all the time. Yeah, and negative all the time. Never have nothing positive to say. It's always something negative. It's always something ugly. No, I know I wouldn't. And see, even the best of us have these unlovely traits. So when selecting friends, we should choose those who will not be driven away from us when they learn that we are not perfect. Mm -hmm. So mutual forbearance is called for. We should love and respect one another, notwithstanding the faults and imperfect imperfections that we cannot help seeing. But this is the spirit of Christ. Humility and self-distrust should be cultivated and a patient tenderness with the faults of others. This will kill out all narrow selfishness and make us large-hearted and generous. So in other words, the Lord is calling us to be friendly, to be kind and courteous. We know that all of us have those negative attitudes sometimes and we get angry and but a friend that stick closer than a brother will understand that. Yes. And will pray for you and, and will you, encourage you in the way. And you'll pray for him. That's right. Or her, whichever it may be. You will strengthen each other and That's help. Right. If a person is going through some pray for them. If they're mad or angry and you know that's not who they are, they're going through something. They need to be prayed for. Instead of talking about and they them, they need to be encouraged. Yeah. That's right. Instead of talking about them, pray for them, encourage them, you know. That's right. You know. And see, one of the best known stories of friendship, and that was between David and Jonathan, has Saul, Israel's first king, and Jonathan's father been faithful and obedient, his kingdom might have lasted for several generations, and Jonathan could have been the successor to his throne. When Saul proved unworthy of his call, God chose David as the new king of Israel, thus disqualifying Jonathan for what otherwise should have been rightfully his. So here we have a powerful example of how the wrong choices a one family member, Saul, impacted another family member, Jonathan. Yes. It did. It impacted the entire family. Right. Because he didn't have the right attitude. Exactly. God saw something in one that he chose because and God tells us death is in the light of and death or in the power of the tongue. Yes, it is. Okay, but those who is in there will have the fruit of the food. That means you, you would, you know, you can hurt or kill somebody with your, what you say, mm -hmm. what you speak, or you can build them up, or you can tear them down. Exactly. This brother had the right fruits. When he spoke, he spoke with love, he was gentle, he was kind. This is what God wanted. Yeah, because Saul's son, Jonathan, was not angry or jealous of David. Instead, he chose to help David by protecting him from the anger of his own father. Now, see? So this is what God was looking for. This is why he picked him. 
Exactly. So we're going to go to the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 18 and 1. 1 Samuel 18 and, one. and verse 1. And see, in this verse, when David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was lit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own life. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though Jonathan knew that that kingdom should have been left to him, but because of what Saul had done and how much he cared for David, that wasn't important to him. It's just that he loved him like a brother. And that's what God... What a powerful uh, a friendship. Example of friendship was through them. Right there. That's something he showed. He showed what a true friend was right yes, there. Yes, he did. You know, he showed... I mean, he could have been ugly about it and said, hey, you took the uh, kingship from me. You did this, you did that. And I, I, I don't want nothing to do with you. Exactly. But he did not do that. He didn't do that. And so this is what friendship, a true friendship, you are there for one another when each other is down to encourage, to pray, to strengthen the brother or the sister. And that's what we are there for. And we don't do enough of that in the church. No, the church don't have enough love like that in it. And this is what God is saying is in all that you do. Do it in love, love. charity. That's right. And we have to remember that as we choose a life partner. So if you're supposed to choose your friends carefully, you must be even more careful when it comes to choosing a future spouse. Adam was very blessed that God designed his life companion with his own hand and from within himself. Adam's choice was easy since Eve was not just only woman, but the perfect woman. The rest of us have a more difficult time since none of us is perfect and we have many more people to choose from. Because the decision is so important, God has not left us without guidance in this area of our lives. So besides all the important steps we looked at, there are some more specific steps to follow in considering the question of marriage. So we're going to look at Psalm in the Old Testament, Psalm 37, 27. Depart from evil and do good, and you will do well forever. And it said, um, Be turned from evil and do good, and your place will be forever. Yes. And we got to go to Psalm 119, 97. 19. 119. 119. Mm-hmm. And then 9, verse 97. 97. Oops, I'll come back. In verse 97, okay. there it is. Oh, how lo I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. 
Yes. So that's another thing. That's what helps guide us. You're going to go to the New Testament. You're going to go to 1 Corinthians in the New Testament. 15. 1 Corinthians 15, that's it. That's it. I thought I was two right here. 15. All right. 33. 33. It says, you ready? Yep. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, community association, corrupt and depraved good manners and morals and character. Wow. That's Do not good. be tricked by false words. Evil company does damage to good behavior. Now that's what we got to understand too. See, even if you have a friend and that friend is corrupt, if you continue to behold or hang and commune with that corrupt individual, you'll be corrupt as well. It's, it's, Same it's, thing in a marriage. Marriage, friend, sister, brother, mother, daughter, whoever right. it may be. That that company is evil, you need to leave it alone. Exactly. It makes no difference who it is. It corrupts good manners. Right. If it, if it messes up your good manners, get get rid of it. God's let go of it. You got to let it go. He said, if you love son or daughter more than you love me, then you're not worthy of me. Correct. So, so get rid of it. If it's evil, you got to let it go. You got you to ship it out. God, so you got to let it go. And so we're going to go to James chapter 1. Because these are the things the Lord is telling us, James. James 1. Chapter 1, starting at 23. Okay, 23. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully to the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a headless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. So in other words, if the word tell you this, this, and this, if you with bad company, it will corrupt you, then it means that you need to obey it. Yes, it means for you to do what the word tells you to do. Exactly. If that company is corrupt, let it go. So that, that company don't believe in God, let, let it go. go. Don't even think about marrying him or her. That's right. If that company do not go to church, let it go. Don't do not become unevenly yoked with unbelievers. That's right. So besides looking for the right person to marry, be the right person first. That's right, be the right person. You gotta be the right person in order to know the right person. That's right. If you're not right yourself, surely you're going to choose all on the wrong people. That's because right. you're going to choose what you are. Mm. That is true. That's why we're going to go to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. Matthew 
Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. All right. So then, whatever you desire that others would do to you, do to and for you, even so do also to and for them. For this is sums of the law and the prophets. So in other words, you be the first, you be the right person, and you will find the right person. So someone could find a great potential spouse who has all the qualities one would want. But if the one who wants good qualities and the other lacks them himself or herself, problems will arise. So you got to have the good qualities first in order to find the good qualities in him or her. You you got to have the fruits in order to know the fruits. That's right. You, you know my people them. by their fruits. That's right. If you ain't got fruits, how you gonna know fruits? Mm. You know, you never you ain't you don't never had an orange, how does she know an orange? You never had an apple, how does she know an apple you see one? That's right. See you got to have these things in order to know. That's what God is saying. How do you know how to be nice when you've never been nice. How do you know the love you never love? That's right. You gotta have these fruits. So don't always blame the other person for what you don't have. That's like looking in the mirror and turning your head and saying, mm, I'm good. Mm. I'm better than that old rapper Thomas calls up. He lies a lot, but you still a lie. He curses a lot. Mm. But she commits adultery. Oh, you can always look and accuse your neighbor and overlook yourself and think you got it going on. Mm -hmm. Seeing is seeing. It don't make no difference how big or how small. It's a sin. So look at yourself first before you judge others. That's Get right. your fruits right. Get them right first before you talk mm -hmm. about us. And then that way, you won't pick the wrong person. That's right. You, pick bad, you pick bad apples, because your tree got bad apples. That's right. A good, free, a good tree does not yield bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot yield good fruit. Right. So remember that. So if your tree bad, that's why you yield bad fruit. And that's why you pick the wrong tree. That's right. So thank you for joining us tonight right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mr. Sweet Thing. We're going to play a song. We'll come back with closing comments and closing prayer. Keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour.
tonight right here on LPJ 64 Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour where we have talked about the choices we make. Well our last comment tonight is all through scripture we are confronted with the reality of human free will. Even the unfallen Adam and Eve had free will and they 
unfortunately made the wrong choices with it. If unfallen beings, imperfection, could misuse free will, how much more so being like ourselves are we steeped in the sin? Mm. So help us, Lord, through what we go through. Yes. And God will be there. So we got to depend on His Word because His Word says so. So we just want to thank you for joining us. We want you to come back Wednesday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. right here on LPJ 64. And right now, we're going to have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help. We humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. And if you need prayer or you have a Bible question, you can email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. And have a blessed night.